Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. And I've told everybody, welcome to another edition of our Wednesday night Back to Basics Shi'ur. Happy you can join us after a small hiatus. One small announcement, uh, there will be no shiur for next week and the week after that due to prior engagements. And of course, Chanukah will be in a couple of weeks. So we will resume back to basics after Chanukah, the week after Chanukah. We'll continue where we leave off tonight, Bezrat Hashem. For those coming online, you can open the chat and you can find the link to what we are studying first and as well the Shuchan Aruch to what we're going to be studying after the Chumash. We are on Perek Bet, the second chapter in Sefer Bereshit, still in Parashat Bereshit, Pasuk Tet Vav. We have uh, discussed the beginning of, of, of Perek Bet was how the, uh, the, the second recounting of HaKadosh Baruch Hu creating Adam HaRishon, and now he is placing him in Gan Eden. We will conclude Perek Bet today and also begin Perek Gimel which is mainly comprised of the story, of course, of the Nahash, the snake. So Perek Bet, Pasuk Tetvav, again, links are right there. If you are listening live online, and if you're listening on the recording, on our podcast, uh, that's where we are. Perek Bet, Pasuk Tetvav, Vaikach Adonai Elohim et HaAdam. God took Adam, Vayanichehu Began Eden, and placed him in Gan Eden. Le'ovda ul-somra, to work it, to serve it, and to, to keep it, to guard it. God commanded Adam saying, Mikol achol tochel. From all the trees in the gan, in the garden, you may eat. tov vara, pasuk and however, from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, lo tochal mimenu. You shall not eat from it. For the day that you do eat from it, you shall die. So let's look at Rashi. Rashi Pasuk Tetvav. Rashi says, And Hashem took. He took Adam. He took him physically. He didn't take him physically. Kadosh Baruch Hu is no goof. There's no, there's no physicality to Hashem. So Rashi says, He took him with nice words and he enticed him to enter the Gan. So he convinced him. You know, yeah, you know, they tell him, oh, it's a nice place. You know, if we have free membership for the first year, don't worry, it's all going to be good. So they're telling him all the beautiful things about God, about God Eden. Yeah, it's the only Rashi on those Pesukim. So let's go back now to the Pesukim, Pesuk Yudchet, Vayomer Adonai Elohim. God said, Lo tov Adam levado. It is not good for man to be by himself. I said, Lo ezer kenegdo. I will make for him uh, an ezer, an aid, a helper, kenegdo, opposite him. We'll see what this means in Rashi. Vayitzer Adonai Elohim in Adam. God formed from the Adama, from the land, kol hayat ha-sadeh ve'et kol of ha-shamayim. All the, um, the, the life from the field and all the 
um, and all the birds, the fowl in the heaven, and he brought them to Adam, to see what he will call them. Call it, and anything that Adam called it, whatever Adam called it, he instilled in life, and that was the name. We're going to see that this pasuk doesn't make much sense. Rashi's going to switch around the words here to make uh, to make sense of it. So let's look at Rashi pasuk yutchet. Lo tov heyot vegomed. It's not good for man to be by himself. Rashi says shelo yomru shete reshuyot hen, so that the people should not say mankind should not say that there are two rulers, there are two gods, chas v'shalom, that Hashem rules above and Adam rules below. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Ba'elyonim, God above, Yachid ve'en lo zug. God above is by himself, he doesn't have a pair. Ve'zeh batachtonim ve'en lo zug. And here man is by himself, he also doesn't have a pair, he doesn't have someone to, to, to be with. So therefore, so that people don't think that Adam, or I guess maybe even the, the animals or the, the fowl or whatever, see that Adam and be by himself, maybe he's godly, like a god. So therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu made woman. Ezer Kenegdo, a, a, a helper opposite him. So Rashi here very famously says, Zacha Ezer. If man is Zoche, if he, if, he, if he does things the way he's supposed to do, Ezer, his wife will be a helper to him. Lo Zacha, but if he's, he lives life or does things improper in his, in his marriage, Kenegdo Leilachem, the wife acts against him and just causes fights, just causes wars and arguments. So therefore, it's up to really, uh, based on this Rashi, it's really up to man to determine how how the marriage is going to continue. Is it going to flow smoothly? Or God forbid, it's going to be uh, uh, stones and rocks and uh, and fighting and, and wars. We don't want that. It's up to man to be zoche or not to be zoche. Pasuk Yutet Rashi. Vayitzer min ha'adama. HaKadosh Baruch Hu formed from man. Hi yetzira, hi asiyah hamura lemala. This is the formation and the creation that is that we mentioned above previously, where the Torah told us, Elam. So why are we repeating it over here? You already told me that Kadosh Baruch Hu formed from the land all these other creatures and all the, the, the and all the animals and the fowl. So why are you have telling me? Elaba uperesh. The Pasuk's coming to explain Shehaofot Nivreu Minarekak that the birds were created from the mud. Above, earlier, it said that they were created from water. And in this pasuk, it says that the birds were created from land, from earth. It's also teaching us here, at the moment that they were formed, at that moment, they brought... They brought all the animals and the birds to Adam to call them a name. So therefore, this pasuk is telling me that the combination of earth and water, which creates mud, that's how everybody, thank you very much, that's how these birds were, were created. Through Agadic interpretation, Rashi says, Formation, yet the word yetzira can not only mean formation, but also a lashon of conquering. Kemoki tatsur el ir, like we like in uh, in we see in Sefer Devarim when you come to a siege a city. Shekevashan tachat yado shel Adam, something that so the animals were conquered under the hand of Adam. Adam rules over the animals. Ve kol asher ikra lo ha Adam 
Nefesh Chaya Usemo. So Rashi here says, if you read the, the, these words it, and you try to translate the way it's read, it doesn't really make sense. So he says, Sorsehu ufar, ufar, Ufarsehu. You need to rearrange the words in a certain way. He does this sometimes. The Torah writes sometimes in these, in these, uh, in a very strange lashon. You just gotta move around the word, words. And this, he tells you how to move it around. Call nefesh chaya asher lo adam shem. Any living being or creature that adam called a name, hu shemo le'olam. That is the name for, forever. And, uh, of course, Achachamim explained that through that name that adam chose, very, um, very intelligently is the essence of, of that creature. <clears throat> okay, moving on back to the Pesukim, Pasuk Kaf. <clears throat> so Adam called the animals and the birds names. And also all the beasts of the field. But Adam could not find that Ezer Kenegdo, this being that was going to be his mate. So what happened? God brought upon him a deep sleep and he fell asleep. And he took one from one of his sides. And then he closed the flesh in its place where he took it from. And God built from that side that he took for man, uh, from, from man, for the purpose of a woman. And he brought her to Adam. Adam, man said, This time, the, the, the bones are from my bones. The basar, the flesh is from my flesh. This is therefore I'm going to call her. I'm going to call her isha, woman. Because she really comes from man. Everything comes from man. The bone comes from me. The flesh comes from me. It all comes from me. Therefore, man shall leave his father and his mother as he gets older. And will cleave to his wife. And they will be like one. Last pasuk of the perek, both Adam uh, and, and and his wife and the woman were arumim, were naked. Adam and they were not ashamed. This is a foretelling of what's going to happen in the next in the next perek. Let's go back to Rashi. Rashi in pasuk kaf uladam lo matza ezer. Adam did not find that. Helper. When God brought the animals to Adam, He brought every species of animal, male and female. Amar, he said, So Adam saw all of them and he said, It's not fair. Each one of the animals have a mate. There is a male and a female. And I don't have a female. It's not right. Miyad, right away, Vayapel. He brought down, he, 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 he threw down on Adam this Tardema, this deep sleep, and then he took Mitzal Otav, Rashi says, Misetarav, from the sides. Kemo Utsela HaMishkan. He knows this from the, from the building of the Mishkan, Utsela HaMishkan, from the side of the Mishkan. Zehu Shemar Nushne Partsufim Nivreu. 
It's not that there are two sides connected from the back. Rashi here says that there are two faces. There are two faces of um, um, that uh, Chava was taken from. So it says that Chava was taken from the back of Adam, and she, her face was created from there, and then they were separated. Okay, so two sides connecting from the back. Vaisgor, and Hashem closed. Mekomachatach, the place that he cut from. Vaishan, okay, he slept. Vaikach, and he took. Shelo shemimenu nivret, alav. So that Adam should not see the place of flesh that she was taken from, and therefore she would be repulsive to him. That's what we were worried about. If I know that you come from me and you are, you're torn away from me, you wouldn't feel any kind of more. It would like be repulsed. Like, you know, disgusting. Move away. That's not what Hashem wanted. Vayiven. He built. It's the first time we see the word Vayiven here. And normally you see Vayitzed, right? What's Vayiven? So Rashi says, Like a building that is wide at the bottom, and narrow at the top. Woman is, woman is built with that, with wider hips and more narrow at the top. Now, if there's any ladies listening to this or wherever they are, they're probably not happy with this shot. What are you talking about? I work hard to keep myself thin. I work hard to not be wide at the bottom and narrow at the top. There's a reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu did this. Rashi says, Because the lady... The woman is housing the child. There needs to be space, sufficient space for the for the child to 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 develop inside the womb and move around and eventually be born. He says, like a storehouse of wheat, which is wide at the bottom, milmala, and also a narrow or thinner at the top. Whose burden should not weigh on its walls. I think there's a very big um, illusion or a, a, a big lesson that can be learned from this about the women. So, uh, ladies, if you are listening to this and you weren't happy so much with this Rashi, but one thing for sure is anyone that studies physics, things that have a wider bottom versus a narrow top are much more stable, right? You want to think on what you build. People that are carpenters, people that are, are, are very handy, they want to have a solid foundation. Ladies are the foundation of the home. Right, and they're the ones that are making sure that everything is in order. They're the ones that are 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 ensuring that the kids don't get out of hand, or the husband gets out of hand, or uh, all the the things that take place in the home. It's really up to them. So not only is there a physical attribute for the ladies that they are that are, they are slightly uh, wider at the bottom in order to to hold the child that they are bearing, but more than that, they are also. Um, uh, spiritually, emotionally, and psychologically, probably more than anything, uh, more more grounded here on earth to make sure that things stay in in order. So here Rashi says, "What's a leisha?" Is a very weird leisha. Liotisha for the purpose of of woman. So the meaning of the lamed in the word leisha is for the purpose of the woman. That they made it gidon le'efod for the purpose of the efod liot efod. Zot apam. So pasuk kav gimel Rashi melamed sheba adam al kol behemah vechaya velo nitkarera daato ad sheba al chava. Wow, big chidush Rashi here says. Rashi says that Adam Arishon actually mated with every single animal 
and um, both a domesticated animal and wild animal. And Velonit Karirad Ator, he was not satisfied until he came to Chaba. So that's why he said, Zotapa. This is, now this is, now, now I, I make sense. Le Zoti Kare Isha, and I'm calling her Isha ki Meish. Lason nofel al Lason. One coincides with the other. Because the idea Isha and the Isha come from the same root word, right? Isha and Isha are very similar words. It's just only one letter is different. From here we see that the world, the world of mankind was created because Isha and Isha, okay, signify or come from the same, same Lashon. There's no other language, maybe except English, where male and female share the same root. All right? English, you have it, male, female, or man, woman, but everything else um, is, is not, really, not really close. Al-Kenya Azov Ish, Ruach HaKodesh Omeretken. This is the, the Ruach HaKodesh that is saying this in the future. Lesor al Noach et Arayot, where um, the children of Noach or the Goyim would be prohibited to, to be with Arayot, those that are close family members, they cannot marry their, their sister or their mother or, or that or whatnot. Lebasar Echad, they will be like one flesh. Havalad Notsar because a child is born through a combination of both. Man and woman. So it's basar echad. Your, what, what you produce, what, man and, what male and female produce is, is one flesh. That's through the child. That's how they make one, one flesh. So the last pasuk said that they were, they were both naked. However, they were not ashamed. Because they didn't know through tzeniut to distinguish between good and bad. Why? Because there's no Yetzirah. At this moment, there's no Yetzirah. Without a Yetzirah, there's no need for Tzniut. What do I need Tzniut for? I need Tzniut so that my mind doesn't wander and I start thinking things that I shouldn't be thinking of. But what's causing me to think that? The Yetzirah is causing me to think that. But if there's no Yetzirah yet, the Yetzirah only develops now in the third parak with the, with the start of the Nachash. If there's no Yetzirah, then what's, what's the point of Tzniut? What's the difference between exposing my face and exposing my, my re- reproductive organs? No difference. So that's what it is. Even though he had the ad to call them shemot, to call the animals names. He only had the yetzara from the moment he... Uh, ate from the tree. Because when he ate from that tree of the etzadat, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, now he knows what's good and evil. Okay? Now there's a yetzadat. So I know that I need to cover my reproductive organs. And that's what we're going to see now in Paragimel. Moving on to Paragimel. The, the, the Nahash was cunning. Here, Arum, here doesn't mean naked. Although, it, Arum yeah, also means naked. But it means cunning. Um, from all the animals, all the wild beasts. Is there anywhere else in Tanakh where Arum means cunning? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Um, all, because the, the Ayn and the Aleph are also interchangeable. Mm-hmm. So, Lavan Ha'arami... 
okay, was a cunning individual who was, uh, you know, a sneaky individual. So we see that so in many common. places. It's, it's common, yes. Uh, that all, from all the animals that God made. He said to the woman, Did God really say, don't eat from all the trees in the gun? The woman said to the Nachash, He said, the God said, we can eat from the fruits of the gun, no problem. However, from this specific tree in the gun, although she doesn't specify the etzadat, God said, don't eat and don't touch. Pentemutun, lest you die. Okay. So, let's look at Rashi. What's a connection here that we're bringing this story with the Nahash? The last pasuk, The next pasuk should have been that Adam made for himself and his wife clothing to cover himself. Like the last pasuk said that they were naked and they weren't ashamed. So what should have become next, okay, was the fact that Hashem made them, sorry, by yas le'adam, that Hashem made for man and his wife clothing. That's what makes most sense to put things next to each other. Last, The last pasuk in the previous parak is that they didn't have clothes and God made them clothes. Ela, so why, so why start with this whole nachash? Lelametcha, to teach you, why the snake chose to start this whole thing? What was the whole purpose of this? Because the snake saw them naked and engaging in intercourse in front of in the eyes of all openly. Again, there was no concept of sneut. There was no good and evil. Venitavala. And the snake desired her. Desired Hava. Arum Mikol. He was cunning from all. Lefia Ormato Ugdulato Haita Mapalto. Because of his cunningness, I don't know if that's a word, but I think it is. Because of his being cunning. And his gdula, that's what brought his downfall. Arumikol, the most cunning, arurumikol, also the most, the most cursed. His gedula, and, uh, as his cunning ability to uh, use his words and convince them to do bad. That's exactly what it was. And what was his punishment? He had a, the, the snake's punishment was that he could no longer use his words. It's, it's one of the only, I think, the only animal that they don't have a set sound to recognize that you're there. It's a, the snake only hisses. Right? It lost that ability um, uh, as brought down the Mefarshim. Afki Amar, so the snake said, did God really say he can't eat? Shema Amar Lachem, maybe he said to you, Lo tocheru mikol, maybe he said, 
he saw that Adam and Chava were eating from other fruits. Otherwise, why ask this question? The reason why he even asked this question to be to begin with was so that he can get her to talk about the etzadat, the tree of knowledge. That's what he was looking for. But in order to do that, he had to start the conversation. So this is where Chava made the mistake. Chava added this terms and conditions. You know, you know the terms and conditions. You get it the way you sign, right? She added this. It wasn't there. Veloti geubo. Oh, and we we're not allowed to touch it. Hosifa ala tzivui. Rashi says she added the tzivui to the commandment. Lefichach ba'li de geraon. Therefore, she came to diminish it. Who shenemar al tosef al devarav. Therefore, it's always important, general lesson, not to add to anything that was not spoken about. The commandment was, don't eat. You add from it, you were diminished from it. So let's go back to the Pesukim. The snake said to the woman, No, you're wrong. You will not die. Because God knows. The day that you eat from this tree, your eyes are going to be opened. Not physically open, but you're going to perceive different things. And you will be like angels. Who distinguish and know the difference between good and bad. So the woman saw, that, wow, that fruit looked really good. And again, it was drawing her attention. And the tree had the ability to make one wise. And she took from the fruit and she ate it and she gave to her husband and he ate it. Let's go to Rashi. You will not die. Rashi says, The snake pushed her against the tree until she touched it. Amar la, he said to the to to Chaba, Keshem she'en mita banegia, kach en mita bachila. The fact that you didn't die by touching it, you're not going to die by eating it too. Ki yodea, the reason why God didn't want you to eat it, ki yodea, because He knows that if someone who eats it will become uh, angelic. Kol uman soned bene umanuto. Every craftsman hates their apprentice. Big, big, big statement here by Rashi, but also a very moral lesson. Every craftsman hates the apprentice. I'm training you, but I don't want you to become like me. I'll train you, but I'm still going to be on top. You're never going to outdo me. And if he does, then it instills jealousy in the person. So that's what the snake was trying to say. He, God doesn't want you to eat because you're going to become godly. That's why he doesn't want you to eat. You know God even created the world? The snake told Chava, he ate from the tree. God himself ate from the tree and created the world. And that's what he doesn't want you to do. And you will be angelic like angels. Also, you'll be able to create worlds. The woman saw, she saw the words of the Nachash, and appealed to her. That this tree was good, liot kelohim, to cause him to be like gods. And was it was a desire, it was a ta'ava 
for her eyes. That's why it said that her eyes opened. Now they had the ability to distinguish between the good and bad. And she gave also to her husband. Wow. Rashi says, unreal. Why did she give to Adam? Why did she give to Adam? She gave to Adam because if I die, I don't want him to be by himself. If this is really going to kill me, I'm not the only one falling. If I'm falling, you're falling with me. Because if I die alone, then you're going to go marry somebody else? That's not happening. Gam lerabot Also, she also gave the animals and the hayot to eat to to, to, eat, to eat as well. Right? Of the, uh, of the animals. Because humans can't be worse than animals. So the animals so, ate them. The animals ate as well. If we die, so will they. So will Adam. She gave it to everybody. So she brought death to the world, to Mamash, everyone. It wasn't just, uh, it wasn't just, just herself. Okay. I think that leads us to our, our 30 minutes. We, are, we weren't going to finish the story anyways. We're halfway there. And we will continue the story the next time we resume the shiur. We're moving on now to the Mishnah Berura in Siman Gimel in Shuchan Aruch Orach Hayim. Again, there is a link next uh, in the chat for those listening online. Again, for those that are listening on our podcast, findingholiness.com You will find it in the Shuchan Aruch Mishnah Berura. We're on Siman Gimel. Siman Gimel. Siman Gimel, Hanhagat Bet Hakiseh. The behavior, the conduct that a person should have in the bathroom. Yes, Rabotai, there are laws on how to conduct yourself in the bathroom. This is what makes Judaism unique, special, and holy. That even in the most unholy places, there are laws on how to conduct ourselves. So, let us begin. Siman Gimel. Uh, the first halakha is actually a halakha that is not much applicable. And in fact, the Sukhan Aruch tells us it's not applicable. It says, When a person enters the beta kiseh, the beta kiseh is the bathroom. Now, it is a bathroom, not a shower. Back then, it was just a place where they had, where people relieved themselves. Okay, a lot of times this was public places. A lot of times it was even in the field, whatever it was. But uh, we're going to talk about all that. But when he, when when a person enters the bet said they used to say this paragraph: "Hit kabdu bamechubadim, give honor." He says, "Ve'achshav lo nagulemro." It's not a, not our custom to say whatever this this uh, statement was. Um, so uh, honor to 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 Akados Baruch honor to the body. It was not something that was. That was that is now practiced. So we're we're just gonna so let's just look at the Mishnah Mishnah Bura. Um at the bottom, Alright, so basically um that we are not at such a lofty le- level in terms of our fear of, of heaven that we have angels accompanying us to the bathroom. Right, this is what this is what the statement was. It's just not not there. Um, now, Berishchai actually says something 
So I asked a good question. He said, what, what are you talking about? Don't angels accompany us every Shabbat, every Friday night? Shalom Aleichem. Isn't that what we say? Shalom Aleichem. Who's Shalom Aleichem for? Shalom Aleichem is for the angels. So how can, how can, how can we say that the angels are not, uh, are not accompanying us? Um, the, uh, the answer is because when the angels come on Friday night, they're not coming for our honor. They're coming for the honor of Shabbat. Coming for the Chod Shabbat. Which is much higher than, than us. And when we when the Chachamim used to say this, it was it was entering the bathroom and accompanying the the people were on such a lofty level that it was they were literally walking with angels. Alright? But nowadays we're not on that on that level. You go to the washroom on Shabbat. Oh yeah, good one. They go to bathroom. Right before Kiddush, I guess, right? So we're not on that level that we will just request for them to wait for us. You know, wait for us over here until we come out of the bathroom. We're not there yet. Okay. A little more uh, appropriate, uh, not appropriate, applicable things. A person needs to be private, covered in the bathroom. He should not Reveal himself, he should not undress himself until he sits down. Says Ramah Two people should not enter the bathroom together. As well, top of the page nine, as well, they shouldn't speak in the bathroom. And you have to make sure the door is closed for its purposes. Let's go back to the bottom of page 12. We said, do not reveal yourself until you sit down. Also, when you get up, when you're finished going to the bathroom, you know, don't get up uh, exposing yourself. Meaning, you have, to, you have to cover yourself as soon as you get up. We said, we don't go two at a time. But if you're scared, if you're scared, back then the bathrooms were in their strange places, you know, and people come and who knows what they do to you. So, He said, you can have somebody through the window, you know, like put your, put your hand on your head while in the bathroom to make sure, don't worry, I'm here for you. As long as the guy through the window doesn't see your nakedness. We're going to see later on in Halacha Chet. But to enter the bathroom, just stop entering the bathroom for no reason, and, and, and for sure naked, even with his wife, he can't do. However, to, if you enter with a child, the bathroom naked or whatever, with a child that has no dots, so it's very, very small, it's fine. And the Ben Chai writes over here also, by the way, we should train children that, uh, that the bathroom is a place that is private. Right? From a young age. No, we're going to the bathroom now. You're not following me into the bathroom. That's not right. You wait outside till Abba's finished. Till he must die. You shall not speak. You should not speak. Why can't we speak? Uh, some say it's because of Sidniut. Some say so that the Shadim don't enter. The bathroom is a very impure place and there's a, and it's prone to have a demons and Shadim. But once you start talking, Shadim are going to wake up. Chaim uh, Kamenevsky says... This doesn't apply when you're entering the bathroom to fix yourself up. You know, you're looking in the mirror, comb your hair, you know, uh, some people will shave, whatever. They're just going in there to, 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 to tighten up your tie, make sure you look good for Shabbat. It doesn't apply. Anyway, Loi Daber says, If 
for for important reasons, Torah Gadol, great need, you can talk as long as you didn't uh, defic, uh, defecate yet. So as long as you didn't poo yet, then you're okay. Aval when you're actually in the process of defecating. Even for a great need, asur can't talk. Can't talk while you're uh, while you're on the stool. If it was impossible for you to close the door and somebody else wants to come in, you should like grunt. Make a sound, mm, mm, right? But don't talk. Make a make a sound that he will get and know not to come in. Only the women who go to the set bathrooms that is uh, that is meant for public use, like they had bathrooms in the field in those days. Again, it was not toilets, right? It was just uh, like holes in the ground. Or in the Courtyards of the synagogues um, that in, in, in these, he's speaking in his times, then rabbis established that they should talk to each other so that people hear ladies' voices and so that man doesn't come in and be now Yehud, he's secluding himself with the woman, this is not good. So Davka, the Chachamim said, talk, ladies, you can talk. You can talk because we don't want people going in. And we see from here that they even went in multiple people at a time. Okay. Halacha Gimel. Halacha Gimel. Im rotse lemashmesh befiat abaat bitzror o bekesam liftoach nekabav. If a person wishes to use a, uh, a stone, or a kesam, or a piece of wood, to open up his bowels. So if, if people, someone's bowels were closed, they used to take a stone, fiddle around with his bowels right there, and, and massaging the bowels would cause, your would cause, massaging the area would cause the bowels to open up to allow you to go to the bathroom more easily. If you want to do that, you shall do that before you sit down. Don't do that after you sit down. This is not good for you know, witchcraft. Very dangerous. Again, spirits over there, they don't like that. Again, the bathroom is a very impure place. you got keshafim. If you're going to do that, do it before you sit down. Let's look at Mishnah Burah. He gives you other advice. What to do if you can't go to the bathroom. Yelech arba amot Walk four amot, that's walk two meters and sit down. Via amot, stand up. Ve'yashiv, and sit down. Keep on doing that. Four meters, stand up, sit down. Stand up, sit down. Four meters, stand up. Keep on doing that until you go to the bathroom. Or, or stop thinking about things that are bothering you. So, Mishnah Bruh is actually saying anxiety, worry, is a, a cause for constipation. Right? Um, um, and, uh, you know, uh, focus on what you are. You have to go to the bathroom. Focus on going to the bathroom, you'll go to the bathroom. Um, and don't go to the bathroom while standing. That's just not right. You have to, you have to sit down. Like no, no, no. This is, uh, defecating. Number two. Um, so don't do, don't do it while standing. I actually, 
I actually find like, uh, and I, I read that Davka, you know, when a person is nervous, nervous is different than anxious. When a person is nervous, I read, it helps them go to the bathroom. If you're nervous, you don't know, you're going to go to the bathroom. You feel stomach pains, so you got to go to the bathroom when you're nervous. Uh, I guess, but when you're thinking of other things, you have too many things on your mind, then that, that refrain helps a person, unfortunately, not go to the bathroom. They take your mind off that. Okay, let's go back to Mishnah Bruah. Uh, let's go back to Halach Dalit. See if Dalit. Loi gale atmo ki milaharav tefach umilanav tefachim. Now, when revealing yourself, meaning you're pulling down your pants, or back then you're lifting up your jalaba, okay? Don't reveal from behind, the part from behind, one tefach, that's the size of a fist, umilfanav, in front of you, tefachim, two tefachim. That's the maximum. The isha and a woman, a woman only in the back tefach, in front of her, nothing. She can't reveal anything in the front. Okay, so let's look at Mishnah Bruah. So tefach, not more than a tefach from behind, because of seniut. Are we talking about being alone? Even in alone. You can only be alone in the bathroom. Yeah, 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 I know. This is, this is. This is we live in a society today where if I'm in the bathroom, I can do what I want. Let me walk around, you know, totally free. That, that's not how it works. No, this is even a communal bathroom. I'm, I'm saying even a communal bathroom, but even when by yourself, right? There's, it's, there's, we're going to talk about that. He's going to bring it down. No, only a tefach in the back, and for men, two tefachim in front, as we're going to see why, and ladies, nothing in the front. So let's see. Why, why am I allowed two in the front? In front of me, two tefachim. Because when a person is pushing to get number two out, sometimes it'll cause him to urinate with the, the stress that he's putting to go to the bathroom. So he, he refers it to gedolim, the big, which is number two, and ketanim, the small, which is number one. And you need... Uh, two tefach, about 10 cent, 20 centimeters, for um, uh, the, the flow of urine that can come out as a result. Vehabach, katav, the Bach writes, Tenachon leachmir, we should be strict, Sheye gamilefanav rak tefach. It should be strict, and even at the front, you should only do one. Velo iskimu imoar beacharonim. But many of the acharonim didn't agree with the Bach there. You're allowed to. At the same time, you got to make sure you don't dirty your clothing or your body or your shoes that you're wearing with urine or as well or with you know, the, other, the other stuff. Okay, moving on to halacha. Hey, if a person goes to the bathroom, he defecates in an open area where it doesn't have partitions, he should make sure that his face is facing south and his back is north. Or the opposite. Basically, north or south. That's the direction that you should be standing. But east and west, asur, prohibited. But to urinate, you can go in any direction, says the Ramah. Okay, let's look at... What, what does that mean? Facing. You're in the field, okay? You're in the field. You're in an open area. There's no mechitzot, no partition separating you, blocking you from other people. Yeah. So you're in a way in front of Akash Baruch Hu type of thing, right? He's like, okay, yeah, Hashem knows where you are at all times, but this is really in the open. Mishnah is going to talk about it. 
that you want to at least face north-south. Because we're going to see that the, the Shekhinah situates itself in the west. Okay? Situates itself in the west, and the east is towards Yerushalayim. So that direction is never good. Okay? So north and south is the direction that you want uh, that you want to face. But we're not careful now, to build houses with, uh, or in the shuls. We're not careful to build that the washrooms are facing north. No, south. because we have mechitzot in these bathrooms. We have oh, partitions, okay. right? Um, the only thing that we have, and we're gonna we're gonna learn about it, is when you set up your bed, the bed should be in a certain direction as well. Again, we're gonna get to that when the time comes. Yeah, no, good. Yeah. Okay, so let's look at the Mishnah Bura. The Mishnah Siv Katanzain, Halacha Hei, Megule. Okay, if you're a place that it's revealed, open, exposed. Aval Bechatzed, Bechol Inyan Shari. Because if you're in a courtyard, it's fine. Courtyard has, has walls around the courtyard, right? Or you're in your backyard. If you're, if you're defecating in your backyard, you have a fence. No one sees you. It doesn't matter what direction you're facing. Ken Katfu Abet Yosef Magen Abraham. This is what Abet Yosef and the Magen Abraham writes. Aval Ataz. The Taz, he's Kimi Mari Abuhav. He agrees with the Mari Abuhav. The Bechatzer in the courtyard, Gamken Asur Beemsa Chatzer. Ben Mizach Lemarav. If you're in the middle of the courtyard, then that's not really called partitions because you have a fence. You have a massive backyard. You have a two acre backyard with that's fence, but you're standing in the middle. That doesn't mean that there's partitions. So that's why the Taz says, yeah, you're in the open, you're in the middle of the Chatzer, you're in the open, you have to, you have to worry about the east west. He's clearly revealed in that place. He's exposed. Unless he moves and backs himself into like near a wall. Okay? This is a big room right here. Okay? There's got four walls. This was our courtyard. The guy stands in the middle. He's not, he's not protected by any partitions. So he has to worry about the east-west. But what he could do is move towards one wall. Okay, if I got, if I move towards one wall, then I'm okay. I'm next to a, I'm next to a partition. Bechen katvu aderisha. That's what written the derisha as well. She'en bo mechitzot siv katan ched. Aval im yesh bo mechitzot. But if there is partitions, va'afilu rak mechitza had the tzad ma'arav. Even if you have one partition on the west, yeshev betzad the mechitza besamuchla. You should sit right near that. Partition right against it. At least within two meters, four amot. And you're back to the west. Um, and then that's where you should defecate. And also, if the wall's on the east, and you should sit close to the wall and put your back to the east. There are those that are more it says, if you put your back to the east, that means you're exposing yourself to the west. And that's not good because the Shekhinah is in the west. That's why, by the way, that the, uh, we, we bury people, we bear, when we bury, the feet face west. All right? Because the feet, the feet when they, on Techiyat HaMetim, it's going to be towards, out towards uh, the Shekhinah. And, but, so he says, wherever it's bad, if you can be Mahmir, we'll be Mahmir. Meaning, try to try to not face west. That's what he's trying to tell you. There's really no minimum height for this mechitza. As long as your private parts are not exposed, 
Okay, meaning you're blocked up somewhat, and you're then you're okay. Or um, ipcha. <clears throat> so we said north or south, or or opposite. So Mishnah Berurah brings an opinion that uh, really you should you should have you should try to have your face to the south and your back to the north. And even though the Shuchan Aruch says the opposite is okay, he says we should try not to do that. But Ben Mizrach lemarav asur. Why? Because again, like he said, the, the, the God's presence is found in the in the west. And even if he puts if he faces he puts his face towards the west, asur the Mizrach shu neged marav yeshogam kin kedusha. Because even the the Mizrach has kedusha. So okay, so you think you're going to be smart? I'm not facing the west. I'm going to face east. But you have the Kedusha, you have the Yerushalayim, you have the Israel, you have the Aron HaKodesh, you have everything in the East. No, that's also no good. Ben Mizrach, the Marav, Raki Chaven, Shiyeh Rosha, Shel Amita, Letzafon, Umargeloteha, Ledarom. So this is what I was telling you, that when you have your bed, you should make sure that the head of the bed is to the north, and the feet of the bed are to the south. Ubichuvat Menachem Azaria Pasak, and in the response of Menachem Arzayah, he writes, "Kemosh katav azor parav b'mimar sheir osam margelotel shelamizra amita zelamizra vezelamara." He writes differently that it should be east and west. Veiskim sham sheir os lemarav, and there he writes that the, the head of the bed should be west. Vechen katav be'arzot ha'chayim, and so it's written in arzot ha'chayim. Meshen kama ha'chalonim u'mikol makom tov lechatchila linhon ke'ashuchan aruch. But he said, even though there's this response that you're allowed to do. East and West, nevertheless, he said we should follow the Shulchan Aruch who says that South and North is better, North and South. And that really, according to Kabbalah, that's what we should follow, and our bed should be uh, North and South. The problem is nowadays that that um, that we have homes that are pre-built, okay, and your rooms are built in certain areas, and sometimes you can't orient your bed in a way that faces north and south. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. Right? It's, my room is it's a narrow room that faces uh, east-west. What am I supposed to do? So in that situation, you know, I got no choice. got no choice. Does it matter if the head yeah. is at the north and the south? Well, yeah, it says that the, the, uh, the, the head should be um, the north part. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the feet to the south. Afilu kesheen. So we said, even. Oh wait, sorry. This is Yud Bet. Oh, sorry. We we didn't do a we didn't do a, a certain halacha. We jumped we jumped the halacha. Okay, sorry. Let's go do let's let's do a halacha vav. Vechen asur lishon. Okay, yeah, we should have said the halacha first. Vechen asur lishon ber mizrach lemarav imishto imo. Also, too, you're not allowed to sleep facing east and west with your even with your wife with you. And, for, and you should really try even when your wife's not with you. So for sure when your wife's with you, you shouldn't do it. And even when your wife's not with you. So let's go to Yud Bet at the bottom. Mishnah Bruah. He says, you only have to worry about this when you sleep naked. Or if there's no drapery around the beds. So technically nowadays we have sheets and we, we, we have sheets on top of us and most people don't sleep naked. 
So he said that, that according to the Arzot Chaim, the Sefer, that you don't have to be, um, you don't have to be Mahmir. Now, it seems to be that he's only talking about in a case when his wife is not with him. But even when his wife's with him, then like again, like we said, even if he's wearing clothes, even if there is drapery around the bed, it poses a problem. All right. Moving on to Halacha Zayn. Hametil Maim Minatsofim Velifnim. Someone who is urinating and he is facing from Hart Sofim. Hart Sofim is a mountain in Yerushalayim. That's called the mountain of, of view. All right? And uh, he says, Perush Makom Sheikholim Riot Misham Harabait. You can see from this mountain, it's called Mount Scopus. Sorry, that's, uh, that's the, name, the official name, Mount Scopus. You could scope Jerusalem. You can see Sham Harabai. But from that, from that point on, from further than that, that mountain, you can't see Jerusalem anymore. So now a person that is urinating on that mountain, okay? Uh, he shouldn't be facing the Betamidash or whatever, the, the Harabai. If you if you happen to be urinating on that mountain, don't face the Arabite. Ela, let's either face north or south. I guess north or south won't be facing the mountain. Or at least turn aside, you know, turn 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 around so you don't uh, so you don't do that. Okay. Um, so lo yisevu panav ken tzarich lomar tazu shalechanim. Okay, fine. Ela letzafon. It's the same law. If your back is towards the the harabait, you're allowed to urinate. You're allowed to urinate. Go look into the gra. Sheiskim who agrees. Next page. Velahutz and outside. If your face is directed towards Yerushalayim, a harabait. Even if you're far farther than further than the Haratzofim, not allowed. Similarly, you cannot defecate facing a bet Knesset or a bet Midrash. So you're not said amongst those that their 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 backs are towards Hechal Hashem. It's, it's it's not kavod. What kavod is that to, to defecate in front of a synagogue and a bedamidrash? You shouldn't build a bathhouse, not bathhouse, a, a bathroom or betakise facing the synagogue. So that you don't have a person's um, bowels facing a, a synagogue. But if a person builds a wall separating the Beta Kiseh and the Beta Knesset, you don't have to be Mahmir. How are we doing on time? Let's do let's do one more. One more alakha. If a person is defecating in a field, if he is behind a fence, go to the bathroom right away. But if he is in a a valley, um, um, but if he's in an area that is open, a valley that people can see, you have to walk far 
as far as you need to so that your friend should not see your exposed private parts. That's halacha chet. So let's look at Mishnah Bru'ah. Yipanem miyad. Teha en chaveror peru. You have a fence but in the field. You go right by the fence because this way your, your, your friend's not going to see you. Your, your nakedness. Same thing with a courtyard that is behind uh, or, or behind the wall in the courtyard of your house. It's a little descriptive here. Even though your friend hears you passing gas, you know, you, when you go to the bathroom, you make sounds. You're, there's, there's bodily sounds that are, that are happening. He says that sound is, is not, nothing to be worried about. Shebe'ashmat kol aitu shelmata, passing gas from below, en bo isum mishum tzniut. That's there's no prohibition for tzniut for that. Ela shehicherpa bushalif ne'adam. It's just embarrassing for the person. It's embarrassing for the person passing gas. Umishe eno makpid, eno makpid. The guy who's not makpid, okay, not not makpid. He's not makpid. He's in the field. He's in uh, he's in an area that's by a sign fence. Okay, so he's not makpid. We said that if he's in an open area or in a valley or whatever, he has to go as far as he can so that his friend doesn't see his peru'o, his exposed parts. What's revealed? What is revealed in front of him or behind him? Even though he might see his body, even though he might hear the the sound of the passing gas, Shari, he is... Um, Allah. Let's do one more halacha, halacha tet. There's no Mishnah Bru'ah, and then we'll continue next time. Halacha yud. Halacha tet. Lo yeshev bimhera uvchozek. A person should not sit down to defecate quickly uvchozek and push hard. Velo yeenos lidchok atzmo yotemidai or push so hard shelo yinatek shinea karkashta so that he doesn't cut or ruin the muscles that allow the um, the, uh, the number two. The feces to come out of the body. Of course, a person that pushes too hard, it could be very damaging. It could lead to hemorrhoids, as we know that as well. Okay, and it could be damaging uh, to the body. So we have to go to the bathroom. Make sure that you have to go. Don't push it. Because if you do, God forbid, it can cause some serious bodily harm. And we don't want that. Again, for those of us that uh, came tonight, thank you for joining. For those of us that are online, we are taking a two-week break. We'll meet after Hanukkah. Wishing everybody a wonderful night.